All right, it's your girl Portia and my co-host Ashley for the Girl Mind Your Business podcast. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Listen, Ashley, I'm excited about this topic today. You but are- how are you? You know, we always have to check in though. I am doing good. I am same old, same old, uh, raising these children. Sometimes it's FTK, but you know, today is LTK. I love them kids. <laughs> and I'm trying to tell you. It's, it's the yeah. same over, over this way, so I'm probably going to get on their nerves and do some traditional stuff like my mom would do and blatter her ears out with some church music. Now I'm just like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Are you going to church today? Yes, I'm going to check thing. Um, my aunt has requested that her family goes to church today, and I have not been. And so I'm going to be the stereotypical person that you don't see in church, you know, because our church just opened their doors back up, so I hadn't been. But, you know, on Easter, they pile up and pile out. But we ain't... Um, but it won't still be, I guess it still won't be so cliche because we ain't dressed to the nines. It's cold. Ain't nobody got time for that. Girl, and I'm the opposite. We did actually, me and Nadia found a uh, really, really good church that we like in Richmond. You know, I haven't been in the church building in years, which is a-okay with me. <laughs> but I did say I wanted some good fellowship, and me and Nadi were eight. Nadi and Nori liked the church um, in Richmond, but I'm the opposite because I know it would be packed out today. I'm just going to skip today and have mm-hmm. church at, you know, Buckfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I um, made sure KD, I always try to reiterate, you know, just so he can have some basic knowledge until he's old enough to study for himself about, you know, why we really celebrate Easter. Good Friday, Palm Sunday, and all that. So it's been funny because I told my cousins when I get to the um to to the country to the home house, I'm like, I'm gonna ask y'all's kids, I'm gonna do a Bible quiz with y'all's kids, and they better know the meaning of uh, Easter. And they're like, you gonna have problems? <laughs> no, you don't get no problems learning about the Lord. Nope. <laughs> anyway, you can TikTok, you can know why. Why we celebrate Easter. So that's my thing today with them children. Yeah, that's what we'll probably do. Go over a little bit of the Bible and do some meditation and yeah. you know, chill out. We'll probably cook out on the grill, but that has nothing to do with it. So it just goes. It just goes. So that's part of the- <laughs> it. Just go. It just goes. Um, did you get any Easter baskets? Nope. They get um Katie getting this one. Thing he asked for and look case 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 still got to- case still got stuff from his birthday that's still in the box okay right now put an easter bunny with him yeah right and somebody I- gave the bunny for his birthday and it's in my car I'm so <laughs> whoever gave it to me but i'm re-gift it and, and it's, it's easter bunny <laughs> girl no i didn't do i'm not doing no easter baths because i think i'm done with like celebrating them holidays even down to christmas my girls are getting older they're getting like just give me some money or whatever the case may be it's you know that piece so we're done with that yep and yep so all right listen we are still on our series about boundaries listen i feel like that last podcast ash that we did was phenomenal like we we really went in we really got a lot of good good feedback yeah but we wanted to continue on this series and today we are talking about toxic loyalty and i know some people are like what does it mean to be you know, what does it mean when you say toxic loyalty? So I kind of came up with a definition, Ashley. Okay, go ahead, girl. To be honest, this is the terminology that I kind of made up in a okay. podcast. I was talking, and I'm like, that sounds very like toxic loyalty. So <laughs> I came up with a definition, right? Okay. It means staying committed to a person, place, 
or thing without any return of investment or mutual benefit. Uh, uh, And I know we get caught up in knowing what a toxic relationship is. uh, And we tend to say, and that's one part of it, but sometimes toxic loyalty doesn't always look toxic. uh, It's just no added benefits. It's no mutual or reciprocity. It's just like, I'm here just because out of history. Right? Right. Mm -hmm. Out of history, out of bounds. Yeah. So, and it, you know, sometimes we get caught up in thinking that it's to a person. (sighs) Ashley, listen, that thing has had me in a chokehold yesterday. What you to show up? My closet. I was so Talk about frustrated. Huh? Talk about it. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was so frustrated because I have so many clothes. And I feel like I go through this every season that I'm changing out my wardrobe or my clothes, like from spring to fall or summer to whatever the case may be, taking winter clothes and putting them up and bringing the summer clothes out. I get so frustrated. So yesterday I got so frustrated though, because I'm like, was having a battle, knowing that I really didn't want these clothes or wanting them, but not loving them, knowing that every time I go in my closet to put it on, I don't like the way it looks on me, but I'm holding on to it because you know, we always say, well, one day I'm going to yeah. use it. One day it might look right. Or one day I'm going to gain that weight or lose that weight and wear it. And it still has tags on it. Mm. Hey, you like, no, oh, I've had these pieces, Ashley, for three summers in a row and have not worn out of it. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. Like, that's toxic. Like, let's just make it easy for y'all right now. Like, until we get into the places and things, I mean, people, this is like the most basic form of toxic loyalty that I think a lot of people suffer with. Like, I had made the post and somebody had hit me up and I was like, I'm going through this, like three or four people hit me up and I was like, I'm going through the same thing. And I just, I just really struggled yesterday i ended up giving up way three-fourths of my closet i did ashley my closet is bare and so i had to really go in to a place where i started to journal like that's my coping skill when i get overwhelmed stressed out and i was so mad because i'm like why are clothes making me feel this way and it was like because you're holding on to something that you know is not beneficial for you. When you go in your closet, you get overwhelmed. When you go in the closet, it's not a... Uh, and, and it goes back to us talking about our environment. It's mm-hmm. cluttered. It's too much. And you don't need this stuff. And God really whooped my tail when he said, you don't want to get rid of it because you bought it and it still has price tags on it. That's mm-hmm. the real... That's the first reason why you're not letting go of this stuff. But there is somebody who needs a jacket. There's mm. someone who will love this outfit. There's somebody who will fit this be- outfit better. And that really convicted my spirit. And I was like, oh my gosh, God, like I don't ever want to be that person. So that, that made it really easy yeah, at right. that point for me to give it away because I'm a giver, right? And so when I got when I got that mindset, it was like, oh, give this away, give this away. Somebody can use this, somebody can use that. So I was hoarding. Mm. And so hoarding also is a form of toxic loyalty. It is. Yes, it is. I so, think. Uh, why do people hoard? Because they holding on. Something. Yeah, so, it can out of it could be hoarding. It just comes from a lot of different places. It can come from trauma. It can come from poverty. It can come from just not getting enough when they were younger, or feeling in fear. They can hoard stuff out of fear. Yeah. Um, it's just so many reasons why we hoard. And to be honest, I honestly think my hoarding comes from like generational curses. <laughs> my aunt and my, and, and I'm not saying it like they're hoarders because you know, my, no. they're really organized, but 
they buy a lot of stuff. And as when I was younger, like that's all my mom did, you know, back mm-hmm. in the day in Danville, they had that value city. And like every weekend we would go to the value city and my mom would have trunk full of clothes for all of us. And yeah. like, we just, you know, they're like fashionistas. So they just buy. Yeah. And I think the other piece of it is from my perspective or the perspective of my, my aunt, we buy on discount. And so I mm-hmm. promised, I did promise myself that I would not buy on discount this year. Not saying that I'm not going to buy things on sale, but sometimes we buy on discount. We don't buy it because we love it. We buy it because it's cheap. Yes. And uh-huh. then my crazy self have to have things in two. So if they got two and this shirt is $10, I'm going to buy two of them. Yeah. Right? And then don't wear ne- neither one. You know, mm-hmm. buy a different color or, you know. So, you know, that, that, I mean, it, it, it could just come from a lot of generational, you know, or learned behaviors too. Yeah. What do you think? That's what I was going to say. It, it's very hard to spot when it comes to stuff like that, because generally uh, just taught or learned, like you said, it's just learned something that you seen growing up, like you said, buying on discount. Um, however, when it becomes overwhelming to you when you open up that closet and still don't have nothing to wear. Yes, that's where it becomes toxic loyalty to things. <laughs> to things, right. And so, you know, we can put that into a lot of different situations. But I did, I sat down, Ash, and this is what I did because I also feel like I buy off of looks that I might see on other people and I follow all these fashion mm-hmm. websites and so I'll pick up things that look similar, but then I'm like, I, I realized I didn't, I don't like it on me. I like it on that person. Like it, that color look good on them, but this don't even look right on me. So what I did was I sat down and I'm like, okay, Portia, be real with yourself. Like, yeah. What are the things that you love? What are your pieces that you love? Like they really look good on you. They feel good on you. Like to the, even to the point where I have some nice, nice pajamas. But the the stomach part is scrunched up and it really bothers me. So every time I look at it, I won't pick, I won't wear them because it really bothers my stomach. It be, you know, I don't like nothing tight on my stomach. I like loose clothes when I go to bed. So I'm like, stuff like this, you're hoarding, you know you're not gonna wear it, but they're nice and you just don't want to give them up. But I had to really like make a list of things that I love. Like I list the shoes. I'll buy Jordans just because like maybe my girls will get them and I want a matching pair or they're new or somebody just give me a pair to be honest. Um, Or so I'm like, I don't even like, like this stuff. Like I gave my daughter half my tennis shoes. She was happy. But mm-hmm. um, I, I made a list of like the colors that I thought like I'm very a neutral color person and I have like pink and I'm like that's just too much <laughs> like I'm a neutral color person or I like greens or you know just really just neutral colors and I don't really like jeans but I have a thousand of them I have mm-hmm. like two pair that fits me perfect but you so got I have and mm-hmm. yeah so I did and I was like for real for real I like to look like a bum 90% of the time <laughs> to be honest, I have bum clothes to wear 90% of the time. And in the summertime, I like to wear like track shorts and tank tops. I don't even like to be dressed up unless I'm going somewhere. And I was like, for real, for real, if I want to go somewhere on a special occasion, then I will go buy an outfit. That's a good one. Nine, nine times out of 10, I'm not going anywhere. And this summer, I don't plan on going anywhere. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have one special occasion and I have to be a bridesmaid. So. <laughs> that's that on that so that was that was one form of toxic loyalty but let's what you think Ashley I think that you are on the right track as far as toxic loyalty to things and I don't have loyalty to the things that I have but I do have hoarding thing, hoarding itches but I don't I ain't even I don't even want to go look to see what I don't want <laughs> You throw it all away. All of everything away. And I that's just not toxic loyalty. That's just some different kind of trauma and issues. I feel like we could dive in on another subject. Yeah. 
Well, when I think about toxic loyalty, most times I think about it as far as to um, places or people. Mm-hmm. Girl, you watch SWV and Escape, the Queens of RB. Girl, the women is funny. Mm. You can tell me watching. I, I still haven't watched I, it. I, I be trying to tell everybody, everybody I talk to, I'm like, y'all need to watch it so we can have some commentary about it. But while it's funny, it is really, really, um, it's really uh, sad. Sometimes I be wondering why people get on here on these reality shows when they know they have some deep-rooted stuff. I know they probably need the money, and it has to be a form of reality but um, to show. But it really exposes a lot and exposes everybody all in your business. Um, I was telling you earlier, I know Blueface and Krishan is toxic AF. But they just I, toxic. I don't know what. But I have tuned into SWV and Escape, and the toxic loyalty in that is 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 really really loud. Um, so it's uh, in Escape is two sisters, um, Tamika and Tasha, and they are trying to do this. Longer to short, they're trying to do this tour with um, uh, SWV. They're trying to make it happen a one night tour. And Tamika is with the group. Tamika is um, with Escape, and she is all on board. But when it comes to her sister, her sister is not on board. So they got some deep-rooted stuff because they always felt like Tamika wanted to go solo back in the day, and she started acting different and not showing up. She wanted to be the boss. But they all have grown up. They all have voices now. They all want to... Um, participate in their look in their um setup in the business part of and she don't like that but it's starting to come to a head because they looking at the they are looking at um so the sister that i'm talking about that wants to be in control is tasha and starting to come to a head because the group members are looking at tamika like what's up with tasha but tamika is also fed up because it's like for years and years and years, she's been loyal to Tasha, but Tasha has really been, for lack of a better term, shitting on her. So um, mm-hmm. one small example that led to a big example is um, they got out of their dressing room one time at a show, and um, she felt like her sister did not have her um, best interest. She walked by, left with an entourage, didn't see if she was okay, if she was good. So she was mad. So the sister texted her. Oh, wow. We got locked out of our dressing room and you just left. And they had words, but it wasn't serious. But the sister took it to serious. She was like, um, she's like, kiss my ass. She was like, if you had asked to kiss. And the sister took it so serious. But these are women in their 40s, right? Well, anyway, that led to the sister not talking to her sister they told her she had to ask the kids for a while and um whenever they would have a business meeting she wouldn't be around but she wouldn't know what was going on so that led her to have a meeting a family meeting with her and her mama the mama was pro the sister that was in the wrong she was all up she didn't she took a side instead of listening she took a side oh this wow sister who felt um wrong like I'm sick of this like all my life I've been playing this role like mm-hmm. now the answers I can't give them answers and then you you mad at me over some stupid if we really want to go into it let's talk about how you and your husband stole $30,000 from me she was like oh, yeah wow. you stole $30,000 from me and you know you had my royalty checks sent to y- to y'all. He was signing the checks, putting them in the bank account, yeah. like. And I didn't do nothing about it. So the mama immediately went crazy, like cut the cameras off. How dare you say that about your sister? You could tell it was true. So right. this is like in the first episode. So going forward, you know they do their little blogs and stuff, and more things come out. The mama got mad at the sister. She hadn't been talking to her. She was really upset that she would put their family business out and um 
I'm going to pause it right there because there's another part of the toxic loyalty between that same sister who let her husband take her sister's money. Mm, she been having some toxic loyalty to him. But that is toxic loyalty to your family, but it's so detrimental. What do you think about it, this? Huh? It goes back to the boundaries that we talked about needing to put in place, like facts over feelings, like take the titles off. And yes, I feel like this is where toxic loyalty comes in with family. When it comes to people, we get so stuck on the titles. We get st so stuck on the relationships when reality is that the relationship is not, is not, you know, it's not reciprocating. Like it's what you're doing for the other pe person, they're not doing for you. Yes. And so this sister was not. So the, the group members is Candy, Tiny, Tamika, and Tasha. They had been uh, separated for years off of Tasha wanting to go solo. Tamika, with her loyalty to her sister, she was shading Tiny and, and Candy. She was making lies on Candy. I mean, real bad lies. It was damaging her reputation. And they finally came back together she admitted that she was lying to protect her sister. In the meantime, her sister has a toxic loyalty to her husband and they are taken away from her. Now she's starting to feel the consequences from that because now, now she feel alone. I mean, she mm -hmm. got and they cool with her, but she did lie on them. And now her sister took her money and now her mom, you know, but she said she always went through this in the show as a kid growing up. So she really tried to um, just hang in there to, because it was her sister. And they like, well, they said their lies and why you didn't take your sister uptown? And she was like, well, quite simple. I didn't want her to um, go to jail. Right. Um, but she had a daughter in college. The consequences behind that, she had a daughter in college. And, you know, she was a single mom at the time. But you allowing your sister and her husband to, to take from you. Take your money. Struggle. But they won. So. But the, I think if you think about where does toxic loyalty come from, I think, you know, it sparks first from feelings. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it can come to the history piece. Then it can come to the relationship, like the actual relationships you have with people. A lot of people stay in relationships way longer. And let me just say this. Your sister's going to always be your sister. You're going to always have that title. And when I say, you know, letting things go, I mean, finding the level in which you can allow this person to be in your life. You don't necessarily have to say, I'm not going to be your sister again. So let me just make that clear, like, you know, the people, people will show you who they are. It will. Trust them to be who they show you they are. Not with the words that they say, but with their actions. Yeah. And not so when you know a person went by their character or by their morals and their integrity, use that to your advantage so that you're not hurt. So let's just say that, like, I know she can never say, oh, I'm not your sister again. But what she, you know, it's, it's levels to relationships. It's levels. It goes back to what we talked about the last podcast. It's levels to relationships that, you know, you have. And so once you figure out who these people are, then you can figure out what you can give them so that you're not upset, you're not hurt, but you know your boundaries. Because again, when you lack these boundaries now, you're starting to feel hurt. You're starting to feel alone. You're starting to feel all these things, right? But mm -hmm. I feel like, Staying committed to these relationships when you know there's no benefit and, and it could be just toxic, period. It's out of fear. Yes. Some people are fearful of letting relationships go, what it's going to look like, and they don't want no backlash, especially when it's boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, what is his family going to say? What is my family going to say? What is the community going to say if we get a divorce? Like, y'all are so worried and fearful of what other people might say. You know, what it's going to look like being independent, what it's going to look like when you don't have this person, can you survive? Like all of these feelings kind of hold you to the relationship in the first place. Guilt is a big one. Guilt is You're going to feel guilty. Like it sounds like, what is it, Tamika? Yes, yeah, so I, 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 
guilty for sending her sister, making her sister $30,000. Like, you feel guilty for sending your sister to jail for $30,000, but your sister did not feel guilty from st for stealing. And consequences of stealing is going to jail. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was not a, it was no reciprocity. Your sister did not feel guilty for the way she treated you, but you're feeling guilty for the way she, you, you could, could possibly have the right to treat her. Yep. So again, that's an eye opener to say, well, does she really have your best interest at heart? And another, does she really love you enough to, or are you just somebody that they can use? Somebody they can use. And the big other thing is, um, but stop me if you think I'm going into the next subtopic too quick. You said reciprocity. That is a that is a big thing when you recognize it if you are being um if you're in a toxic loyalty situation reciprocity i feel yeah. like um if if you are not being um if the efforts and that if the efforts to their ability because sometimes you might be in a position um where you have to give them a little more or you can give them more than they can give you but you know that at a at a basic level, if the efforts are not reciprocated, you're probably in a toxic loyalty situation. Absolutely, because sometimes you may have a little bit more to give, but do they give where they can't? That's, yes, that's it. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and do they give where they can? Because, you know, I had this conversation with a friend the other day. She was like, I'm just so thankful, like, that I can come to you and ask for advice and you can just lead me on the, on the right path. And then she was saying, we were talking about, well, you know, where's the reciprocity? And we talked about, and I'm so glad that you can pray for me. Like mm -hmm. whenever I can come to you, I, she may not be a business coach or mm -hmm. that's my gift, right? Mm -hmm. And so and even when we're talking, Ashley, like I'm telling you, you should do this, you should do that. But I can call Ashley when I'm overwhelmed. Or I can mm -hmm. call this friend when I'm overwhelmed to say, I just need your words. I just need your encouragement. I just need this. It's so much. You got to figure out where that person does reciprocate in the relationship because you may not need, oh, I might not need business advice because that's what I do for a living, but I get anxiety a lot. So can this friend like yeah. soothe me during times of anxiousness? Can this person bring me down when I'm really, really struggling? Like that is their gift in this relationship. Mm -hmm. So it may not, don't get the reciprocity like, can you give me a business advice if I give, give you business <laughs> advice or where can they put in or mm -hmm. add to the piece? Like I am big on people, you know, I need prayer warriors around me. I need right. people who are, you know, just on the mindset of if I come, of course you can do it. I believe in you. Like when I'm getting, you know, that imposter syndrome, you know. Yeah, those things. So it may not look the same if we don't have the same skills or mindset. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely, Ashley. So that's something just to consider. And to be honest, I really think people know deep down who for them and who not for them. Yes, I know deep down who for me and not for me. I do too, and I am in a place. I've been in a place for a while where um, that, I think that's my weakness. I think my weakness is uh, holding on to things and um, just being loyal, just having that still that loyalty piece to certain people and places, um, i.e. a job or, I, you know, but holding on a part of it is history a part of it is is guilt a part of it is is like grieving um you know like wow it's hard to believe this where it was where it could you know where it is like that's kind of sad but then that does not pay <laughs> because right. um it doesn't pay because what happens is you begin to resent mm -hmm. things and those people. Anything they do, you're looking at, you're tr easily triggered by, and um, it, it's just, it's a buildup. 
And and I feel like when it's a buildup, um, you're only hurting yourself because you're not being honest with that person to um, dead the situation or you're not being honest with yourself to transition into a new, um, on a new level or, you know, on a new journey as far as the job and you get complacent. But they, they, and, and that's not, and it's also not fair to the people that you're being toxic, you being loyal to. Because they, right. they know they toxic, but they think you're good with it because you accept it. And they're going to keep on doing it. But all, we have to be honest with ourselves and honest with the people. And we just have to know when it, when it's the end. When it's the end. Right. We, we do. And like I said, you know, it it the end may just mean downgrading the relationship instead of completely ending it. Some, some now wait a minute. Some need to be dead. Yeah. But some people probably just need to go down and rank. Just go down and rank. So, like, you may have been my best friend. Now we're associates. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because I'm not... Because when I see you, I'm still going to be like, hey, how are you? For you sure. know, we good. Like, I'm there, And also understanding that toxic loyalty, when you're downgrading a relationship or when you're ending a relationship, not having the ill will, the ill feelings, that yeah. come with it like you don't have to hate this person because at the end of the day like i tell people all the time when they're like well how do you do this with just listen stop taking stuff personal yes people one you should be a little bit more upset with yourself than the other person because people yeah. will treat you how you allow them to treat yeah. you but the other piece of it is i feel like the way that people treat other people or just the way that people do things in general is more so a personal something to say about th- their character or their who they are as a person versus who you are are as a person. Like some people, are like why would they do me like that? And I'm a good person. They may never knew how to treat good people. They may not have had good people come in their life. They, you know, you oh, just never do know why people. So you can't even really. It's just a you're not a good fit for me. Yes, and I yes. won't hold what you yes. did against you because holding grudges, like you said. You know, me and me and you talk about this all the time, holding grudges. I really struggle with it because I, I like really- it causes sickness within yourself. Like you're you're only sometimes you gotta you gotta forgive people who are never even sorry. And that's yeah. not for them, it's for you, right? So, you know, also don't take that piece like they did me like this, and I got and go tell all that business, like still have yeah. that that piece of integrity. Mm-hmm. and morals when you do decide to end the relationship and again it goes back to they may not want to end the relationship but saying yes to them and saying no to yourself mm-hmm. yep girl that is so funny because back in the day i could hold a grudge and i don't care i don't care if i go listen ask if i still holding grudges from me for me in high school I had that bad too. I had it really bad, and I think that's why. Yes. I think that's why. And as I have gotten older, and I know that that's not right. I think that's why I take things personal. I because I was taking them personal then, but I take it to heart now because I know that holding the grudge is not the way to go. But but um, placing situations like you said in in the places that they're supposed to be. I think that's my heart. Um, I think as far as my interpersonal goals, that's what I am working on. So um, people listening, I want you to think about if you have some toxic loyalty bounds and um, who they are to and how are we going to um, place those people, places or things where they need to be. Because like Portia said, we have to learn how to have these boundaries and placing these people where they need to be. And also, um, we have to say, no, no, this is not going to upset me. I mean, upset me. No, I'm not going to commit more to you than you are to me. I'm just going to get upset about it. Um, An example, I got a person in my life that does a lot for people, Um, people in her family and um she I mean at the basic level she just want a thank you back and they can't mm-hmm. give but it always feels like she is giving to them going the extra mile to make sure them and their family good and they 
I give it to them. Give it to her. So, so much so when it comes time to celebrate her or her receiving it, at a basic level, they just won't even say. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so she's been struggling with that. And it's so easy for me to give her advice and to take some of my own advice. But it's so easy for me to be like, you have to, you're going to have to distance yourself. You're going to have to stop. You're going to, I mean, I know you hate it because the children involved, you have to stop giving to them in that capacity because they don't appreciate it. But you're the one that's getting hurt. Unless you can do it and do it. And Without feel- the feelings attached to it. Because at the end of the day, too, that on that piece of, I understand that, right? But now, if that's something you want to do, give it out the kindness of your heart. You're not looking for a thank you. And then you won't be so attached to somebody saying thank you. Like, just give it because that's the person that you are. I don't even really care if I get a thank you because it makes me feel good to do this. And, but, you but know, we all want thank you. I get that for sure. Yeah. And I'm like, but if you're going to be them for forward, you might have to take a step back until yeah. you feel the need to do it for just doing it. And right. she was like, after a day or so, she was like, that's so true. Like, I'm going to have to take a step back until I remove that hardness and then want to just do it because I want to do it because now I want them to reciprocate not even do what I'm doing I just want them to appreciate and they not appreciate yeah ungrateful people not even stuff (laughs) but Ashley before we get out here you know I gotta tap on the places go ahead because I do feel like some, because one of the places that you said was like, some people be so attached to jobs. Mm-hmm. And when I'm all, I am the one all for working and making money. But one of the things that really bothers me is like, I mean, I feel like even for the older generation, they get stuck in jobs that they hate. And it's causing them to be resentful, not only at work, but in their everyday lives, just because they have to go somewhere 40 hours a week, five days a week that they don't want to be in. They got to deal with people they don't want to deal with. And I'm not saying quit your job, but these are also people who are complaining day in and day out and ain't looking for new jobs. (laughs) They're not looking to, they're not looking. And I think it's because they have, you have invested so much into these companies that now you have to wait until your pension or you can retire out of that company but you don't understand that is that pension worth another 30 years of your life is that pension worth another 15 of misery and i you know it could be for some people and some people i know complain about their jobs that they actually love their actual job and that's cool that's not what i'm saying i'm saying people who it's really you know, your job is really interfering with your everyday life. Like you don't, you, you're getting depressed. You're, you can't really function mentally. Like this is really a big deal in your life. And, you know, I want people to get to the point where they're able to recognize toxic loyalty in any situation early. Mm-hmm. Right. Or that this may, cause you know, it's kind of like when people come into Harris and the social, you got 90 days. I'm going to give you a try. Just like the employee can give you 90 days, you give that job 90 days. Yes. Don't mess it up. You in the line for somewhere else. Yes. You know, people will mess around turning 90 into nine. And that, that right. a toll on many of people. Listen, right. my mama, I love her to death. She is a hard worker. She got COVID in the height of COVID. They told her to, well, if you ain't in the hospital, still try to work. <laughs> this, is when the, this is when we ain't know what was going on with COVID. Right. She ended up um, getting, uh, she ended up having breathing problems. Long story short, she ended up in the CCU floor of um, mm-hmm. with COVID on oxygen. And I was like, well, if this don't work, we're going to try. Um, the convalescent blood. We had no clue. We there was no studies on the convalescent right. blood. 
So we like, well, we got to try this. And it was like, because if we don't try this, it's looking like the ventilator. So she tried the convalescent blood. Then they said, well, we're going to try this different medicine that Trump tried. So they did this. They did that. She was in there for three weeks. Lord, I remember. Mm. They did not have nothing place for her. Okay, she came out. She was on physical therapy. Uh, in physical therapy, she had got it again, had to go back in Eden because it had got in her lungs. Thankfully, she went back to the hospital. She got it from the hospital. Her job was ready to kick her out, put her out, put her away. They had nothing, 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 nothing. And I mean, this is a job that she is not making top dollar. She is just very good at her job. She, um, just is committed to the work committed she just has that work ethic but that was right. such an eye-opener like this is toxic because they don't yes. give a about you and, and i hate because that generation is so stuck on loyalty when it comes because that's all they were learning i mean yep. that's all they learned growing up was stay at this job for 40 years retire and get a pension that was the american dream yep. get a good job that pays de decent enough for you to retire out of and nobody taught them like this, this probably, you know, you can move. You, you can, can change at any time. Like you have now, control of that situation to change up your witch come. But a lot of people, and the crazy thing about it is a lot of people die for a job who will get rid of their position and yes. four five seconds to get they close their eyes. That that part. And you forgot to enjoy your life. Like you, you don't you want to say this. a mental day. <laughs> Listen, some people don't take their PTO. Mm -hmm. Some people won't take their breaks, their lunch breaks. They'll work through lunch breaks because you're so dedicated to a job. And mm -hmm. the other piece of it is, is that remember, you only get two free days. You gave your job five. Listen, so if I'm giving somebody, I don't even know the percentage, but it's damn sure more than 50 
are the things that you should be taking a second look at like saying yes. is this now because we evolve we yeah. change over time and sometimes what fit in the 90s may not fit in 2000 and what fit yesterday may not fit today so being okay with evolving and changing and making different moves when the moves are when where you are no longer serves you and don't mm. feel guilty about it because some of these sometimes you have to be selfish in those you ways. You know what? That's so true. And as soon as you said it, it just came to me. But everything that is a season, for everything that is a time. So that that is a um when we do these podcasts, girls, you know I always take some back for self. But that yeah. is another um thing to meditate on in my life for everything that is a season for everything that is a time for everything mm -hmm. time so don't feel guilty when you have to make adjustments that may just be that time that like might just be that time it, adjustment it, but it's just time listen when you don't pivot you're going to end up in a circle right and you know if you keep going in, in a circle long enough you're going to dig yourself a hole mm girl and then you're gonna plant like a tree you are not a tree <laughs> you're right and so you know you got to understand that sometimes you have to pivot in order to improve your life or make you know at the end of the day you have to do what's best for you especially and don't feel guilty for that because yeah. the best version of yourself can be better for other people places yeah. or things yeah. If you're not your best self, it's nothing that you really can do for other people anyway. That's part. If you're secretly hating this person that you got some loyalty to, that's not good for them or you. Or you. Yep. Like you're not going to do things with good intention. You're not going to have integrity exactly. behind what you're doing. So just let it go. Yep. And as far as church, same thing. If you're going to yep. go in and you don't feel no anointing, no spirit, you don't. I think Ashley has just went out on us and she was getting us some good stuff. But again, I think what she was trying to say was that like, if you're going to a church and you know, you don't feel the anointing, you don't feel the, you don't feel the, the spirit or what they're preaching isn't an alignment to your, isn't alignment to your, to your, to your current lifestyle, then you know, maybe it's time for you to have a conversation with your preacher. Maybe it's a it's time to have a conversation conversation with yourself to say, maybe I need to be looking for somewhere else to go. So, you know, we, I, I you know, that's, we're not judging. We're just having good conversation at the yeah. end of the day. Can you hear? Me? Yeah, we can hear you, girl. She back, y'all. No, that's right. This was too good to stop recording. I just, you know, picked up. Oh, okay. Yes, good. See, that's the benefits of having a, a good a yin to your yang. A like-minded individual on your team. <laughs> but yep, that part. If you don't feel no call to action, like don't feel guilty because you walking in, you walking out the same way, and that's not good. <laughs> It's going to be okay, y'all. It's going to be okay. You know, I feel like we, you know, probably stepped on our toes and my, other people's toes on today. But that's what I love. I love getting in people's business and I love getting into our business. That's why it's the Girl Mind Your Business podcast. We just don't know how to mind our business, though. <laughs> well, you know, a part of evolving is taking a look in the mirror and seeing where you need, you know, where you need to make, um, adjustments so with boundaries that's big for me to be clear my boundaries my um my weaknesses are with with the people that are close to me or I feel should be close to me because if it's somebody in the streets I know how to cut you off there you go mm -hmm. <laughs> but and my boundaries probably are with things more than people yep and then it's those that's close that I feel like is in close proximity, those are the things that I need to look at. Is this toxic? Is this, am I having a loyalty um, to them? 
to a place, to a job, to a thing. So right, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I think my my I think one of my probably not my best trait, but I'm working on. No, I don't know if I'm really working on it, but. I'm just, I'm just, it goes back to, I'm just not going to surround myself with people that I know don't really have my best interest at heart. Really don't feed my spirit. Like I'm just, you're just in a place where, no, I'm not calling you every day. No, I'm not coming to see you. No, we're not doing that. I don't want to be around you like this, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Like it can be anybody like, no, I'm just not going to, and I don't really feel like I, some people get an explanation. Some people don't. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's my right. If you it's, ask, I'll give you an explanation. But most of the time, I'm going to give you enough to thank we. But I know what it is. Yeah. So I don't get hurt. Yeah. And I know yep. how to separate. And uh, maybe I'm going to go. Maybe I'm not. Maybe we can talk. Maybe we can't. But I'm going to make a choice that's best for me. Yep. And so we all need to make the choices. Yeah. I'm best. not. I'm not gonna keep going around people or going around situations, and I'm just like, mm, nah, I'm not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. So, I- Ashley, I'm gonna let you go on this good old Sunday, this Easter Sunday. All right, so that has been. I, a- I propose before you go that we mind. Peanut and Dominique's business in this next episode because part boundaries in marriage. Yes, boundaries in marriage and relationships. It's it's the I'm telling you, it can either help you thrive or make you want to unalive them. No, I'm I'm not unalive. I'm weak. <laughs> All right, we're gonna put that down. We're gonna put that down for the next episode. And the next episode, we're gonna be in person, so that's gonna be better. Yes, that's going to be fun. That's going to be hilarious. Like, legit. I'm done. We're done, Ashley. Um, I can mind your business, Portia. I love you. I love you, too. All right, we are out. Bye.